0: Can you imagine being 25 years old in Munich, Germany, say back in the mid-1930s, sitting at a sidewalk cafe with your girlfriend, reminiscing about how good life is, uh, weighing the future and what it might hold for the both of you? Could you imagine that in the next 10 years, a world war would sweep through the motherland, 50 million people would be dead, and all of Europe in shambles? Can you imagine that? Hi, everyone. I'm Bill Nordstrom, and welcome to the program today. No, you probably couldn't, in your wildest imagination, get your head around such a scenario. Transition can happen suddenly, with great catastrophic consequences. Our Bibles show us examples throughout history. We live in a transitional generation when the majority of God's redeemed are going to experience the manifest power of God on a very regular basis. And I love the way Bible teacher Mike Bickle puts it. There's going to be a billion soul harvest around the globe before the Lord's return. You know, I believe that. I really do. I has not seen nor ear heard, nor entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. You know, from the perspective of the word of God, there's been three significant transitional generations. There's the generation of Moses. Against all odds, God took an entire Jewish people group out of bondage and captivity and brought them to a promised land. There's the generation of the apostles. After the law, Jesus Christ came and revealed a new covenant that through the ministry of the apostles would reveal the gift of eternal life for anyone who calls on the name of the Lord. And finally, there's coming a transitional generation that will see this age come to an end and a much renovated one begin. And God is presently raising up a forerunner generation to announce that transition is about to begin. All across the face of the earth, a people of, listen, one thing. A people who experience the power of God on a very regular basis, young and old, bringing clarity to the radical shifts in society. A prayer movement that will touch every corner of the earth and change the way radical, lovesick believers carry their hearts before God. We're a people of so many things these days. We we have a cafeteria-line theology We pick and choose what we're comfortable with, and and we develop option fatigue as a result. We've had rivers and streams, movements and messages. You know, Western thought, training and customs are about to come to an end. The transitional generation at the end of this age will be able to explain why the Holy Spirit is now well into the process of significantly narrowing our choices. That'll be vitally important as we understand our call and our mandate. And and that person of one thing must understand their purpose in the critical days ahead. Do you know there's a divine purpose for everything? You see, God has first a purpose or a season for a thing, and then he creates it. Let me tell you something else. Do you know not every purpose or season is known ahead of time? You can't always figure it out. In fact, as a general rule, if you don't know the purpose of your life and the thing you're called to do, you'll likely abuse it. The purpose of a thing is found only, only in the mind of the maker of a thing. God's purpose for you and to you can only be known by the revelation of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. A person of one thing is one who breaks out in order to break open, break out of the traditional church paradigms that are many times biblically based and at times Holy Spirit energized in order to break open the supernatural activities of the Holy Spirit in a great tribulation. A people who break loose from the crowd no longer worrying about what the people around them are thinking or doing you know that what that does it saps energy from you forerunners are not different for the sake of being different they're not confrontational No need to be the biggest and the best, the latest and the greatest. Just a people of one thing. To explain to the church and and the masses, the the miraculous activities of the Holy Spirit, the closer we get to the Lord's return. Listen to the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 3. Listen to these words. But what things were gained to me, Paul says, these I have counted loss, for Christ, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings being conformed to His death. Paul goes on, Brethren, listen, I do not count myself to have apprehended. Paul says he doesn't have it all together yet. I haven't figured out what it's all involved in this journey. But he says one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind in reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God, in Christ Jesus. Paul was a man of one thing; he only wanted to reach and press in his forerunner mandate to take the message of the gospel to the Gentiles, which put him at odds with his Jewish brethren, an unstoppable tension that eventually cost him his life. Listen, my friends, that one thing generation is alive and well on planet earth in these days, and it's clear that forerunner generation will experience persecution and even worse. Paul tells us in verse 8 of Philippians chapter 3 that it's the excellence of the knowledge he's gained that actually motivates him, that he may gain experience that his reason for being is to know him, to be intimately acquainted with God through the power of the Holy Spirit, that he may know the power of the Lord's resurrection and participate in many of those same miraculous gifts, adding that he may also know the fellowship of Jesus' sufferings, even to the point of being conformed to his death. My friends, that kind of anointing will be both significant counterattack from the powers of the air. Like Paul, we, we must press on. We must lay hold. It must burn in our spirits. God's calling on a generation to break out so the Holy Spirit can break in. Beloved, will not accidentally lay hold of those things God is asking from us. It won't be an accident. It'll be on purpose. We must pursue with a spiritual energy that will allow you to see and me to see what God sees in this generation and communicate what God sees to a generation that has a, a much different way of seeing. And that will only come... In the pursuit of becoming a person, yep, of one thing. Let's pray. Father, what you're showing your church these days is seemingly like the rebirth of the astonishing wisdom and and knowledge that you you disclosed to your early church. And Lord, it'll, it'll be that revelation into our lives these days that I believe will be the compelling force raising up a people of one thing. Father, we welcome these radical transitions from which we've been so, so spiritually blinded for so many generations, that the generation spoken of in, in Revelation chapter 12 might become a living, breathing reality, that the kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our Lord's and His Christ that will take the martyr witness of the end time remnant to prepare the Jewish heart for the lifting of the veil at your return. Father, Father, give us the grace to respond. And we ask these things in the only name that can bring them about, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Maranatha, beloved, I'm Bill Nordstrom.